Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Strange News Daily is a production of iHeartMedia. In a world full of bizarre events, unsolved mysteries, and a billion stories from all corners of the globe, some news gets lost in the shuffle. This is your gateway to the stories on the fringe of the mainstream map. These are your dispatches in the dark. I'm Ben Bolin, and this is the Strange News Daily. Our first story today, there may be a new treatment for children struggling with ADHD, video games. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, has just yesterday approved the first video game-based treatment for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. ADHD is a fairly common neurodevelopmental disorder that's usually first diagnosed in children and can last well into adulthood. An estimated 4 million children aged 6 to 11 are affected by ADHD, And the symptoms of this disorder include things like difficulty staying focused and paying attention, and difficulty controlling behavior. This video game is called Endeavor RX, and it will be prescription only. It's aimed at children between the ages of 8 and 12 with specific types of ADHD. They won't just be playing the game. This game will be used alongside other treatments, such as therapy directed by a clinician, medication, and ongoing educational programs. However, we are looking at history of the making here. This is the first game-based therapy to be granted marketing authorization by the FDA for any condition at all. Marketing authorization is the legal agreement that allows a medication to be sold to the public or, you know, to be propagated in television, radio commercials, and so on. The game itself can be downloaded as an app onto a mobile device. 
It was authorized for marketing after the FDA reviewed five different clinical studies that included altogether more than 600 children. In a press release, Dr. Jeffrey Shuren, the director of the FDA's Center for Devices and Radiological Health, said, quote, The Endeavor RX device offers a non-drug option for improving symptoms associated with ADHD in children and is an important example of the growing field of digital therapy and digital therapeutics. When kids are playing the game, they steer an avatar through a course that's dotted with obstacles, and while they're going through this course, they collect targets to earn rewards. Pretty basic stuff you can find in any number of games, right? Achille, the company that created Endeavor RX, said that children should interact with the game 30 minutes a day, five days a week, over the course of a one-month treatment cycle. A representative for the company said the game was shown to improve attention function in the target population. Eddie Martucci, the CEO of Alkali, released a press statement saying, we're proud to make history today with FDA's decision. It's not perfect, of course. The FDA noted that there were some negative effects, such as frustration, that's common with any video game, headaches, dizziness, emotional reaction, and at times aggression, but they followed up to say there were no serious adverse effects reported at this time. And one last note, hats off to the geniuses in the crowd who figured out how to spend time getting paid to play video games in the testing process. Well done. Our second story today takes place in Winnipeg, Canada. So we've all been in a situation where we forgot one of those all-important pieces of equipment you need every time you go outside. Uh, For many of us, it's a, a wallet or a purse along with keys and, of course, the ubiquitous smartphone. But let's go back to the keys. If you've ever lost them, you know it's a tremendous inconvenience to turn around and interrupt your day to get them or... In worst case scenarios, try to find where you left them originally. But how much would you risk to get your keys back? A suspected burglar in Brandon, Winnipeg, uh, found out just how far he was willing to go when he was caught returning to the scene of a crime. That's right, to grab his car keys. This went down around 3.50 in the morning on Sunday when a woman called police saying her husband just caught a man who had broken into their garage. The police arrived on the scene and they arrested the suspect. While he was being taken into custody, the burglar, or the suspect burglar I should say, kicked one of the officers. Brandon Police Service said the officer was not injured. But a continuing investigation revealed some plot twists to the story. Apparently, this suspect had broken into the garage earlier that night. And when he had broken in the first time, he stole two bicycles, a laptop computer, and a bar fridge. Priorities, I guess. Uh, The police said the suspect had hid some items nearby and he was returning other items to his apartment. But once he was at his building, he realized he had lost his keys, so he couldn't get into his own apartment complex. That's when he used a rock to smash the front glass door of the building and then found he still didn't have the keys to get into his apartment. 
And that's when the suspect returned to the garage that he had just broken into earlier to search for his lost keys. And that is where the owner of the home apprehended him. According to the police, the suspect was not in the best mental condition. He was intoxicated. He was arrested on a number of charges. First, he was arrested for breaking and entering along with theft. Two counts of what's called failure to comply with an undertaking. Two counts of mischief to property, which sounds, you know, way more delightful than it actually is. Uh, That's two counts of mischief to property under $5,000. And then one of the more serious charges, assaulting a police officer due to that kick. He was initially lodged in a Brandon police station, a.k.a. a drunk tank. Uh, and he was scheduled to be released when sober with a court date set for sometime in September. To be completely fair, no charges have been proven in court, but we have to add, we don't know whether he actually did find his keys. So that's just one more story that proves crime doesn't pay. Our third story today, North Korea has blown up a joint liaison office with the South Korean government near the north's border town of Kaesong. This attack came just hours after the north renewed threats of military action at the Korean border. The border town of Kaesong has been a symbol for years. It was meant to be a symbol of increased unification between the two countries, but increasingly it has been seen as a symbol of their fragile relationship. In 2003, it was built as the site of an industrial zone called the Kaesong Industrial Complex, set there on the border between the North and the South. At its heyday, the industrial complex was home to more than 120 factories, and they employed more than 50,000 North Koreans, along with hundreds of mid-level and high-level managers from the South. In 2016, tensions reached a new head, and the industrial zone was shut down. This brought the symbol of cooperation and reunification to a screeching halt. However, there was good news. In 2018, it looked as though things were getting back on the rails, both Korean governments agreed to set up an inter-Korean liaison office there in Kaesong. The site was opened in 2018 to help the Koreas, which we must note are still officially in a state of war, to coordinate activities and to communicate openly with each other. However, since COVID struck, it has been empty since January of 2020. This office was important. It allowed the officials from the North and the South to communicate regularly for the very first time since the Korean War. It was originally meant to be staffed by up to 20 people from each country. But in March of 2019, North Korea announced that it was suddenly withdrawing from the office. This followed a failed summit between the governments of North Korea and the United States. In a recent statement regarding the attack, South Korea's government warned it would respond strongly if the North continues to worsen the situation. The statement went on to say that the destruction of the office abandons the hopes of everyone who wanted the development of inter-Korean relations and peace settlements in the Korean peninsula. The government makes it clear that all responsibility of this situation lies with the North. 
Russia stepped in too and expressed concern over the tensions rising between the two Koreas. Dmitry Peskov, a spokesman for President Vladimir Putin, said, We call for restraint from all the sides. And Reuters News quoted an unnamed senior official from the U.S. side saying that the Trump administration remained in close coordination with our Republic of Korea, that's South Korean, allies. The tensions between North and South Korea have been escalating for weeks, in part prompted by defector groups in the South that are sending propaganda across the border. This also is in step with the ascendance of Kim Yo-jong, the sister of the current ruler, Kim Jong-un. Kim Yo-jong is considered a close and powerful ally for her brother. She's the one who threatened to demolish the office in the first place. Her brother has ruled North Korea as its supreme leader since 2011. To say the least, there have been ups and downs in the relationship between the two Koreas, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, or the North, and the Republic of Korea, the South, since the days of the Korean War. In recent years, tensions encountered a new plot twist as current U.S. President Donald Trump famously or infamously met Kim Jong-un at the North-South border last June. Nothing of material came from that meeting, and relations have only deteriorated further since. Of course, North Korea is, as we record, under incredibly strict economic sanctions, both from the United Nations and the U.S. itself, over its nuclear weapons program. At the time of recording, Washington has not yet officially commented on the attack by North Korea. The government of North Korea blames the escalation on what it sees as South Korea's inability to stop defectors from flying propaganda over the border. That's the official reason. However, it may just be a pretext for aggression. And that's because these propaganda operations have been ongoing for years. People have been flying anti-North Korean regime propaganda over the border in balloons. They've also been sending illicit USB drives, pamphlets, and even phones at some points. After the explosion, which is again caused by North Korea, the state media of the country made a reference to what they call human scum which is their usual description of North Korean defectors who escaped to the South to start new lives. And Kim Jong-un himself is a growing subject of controversy for the North Korean population. He has been unable to bring measurable economic prosperity to the majority of the country, and he hasn't been able to get those sanctions lifted. There are also ongoing, persistent, but unverified rumors that COVID-19 has swept through rural parts of the country. This gives the people of North Korea a mutual enemy, something that may help them focus their attention elsewhere. And on the subject of sanctions, of course, North Korea is also irritated that South Korea has not challenged the U.S. insistence that strict sanctions have to remain in place And they also hold South Korea responsible for not pursuing any inter-Korean projects that would have breached either U.S. or U.N. sanctions. 
at this point, longtime outside observers of North Korea are alleging they're seeing another cycle in a well-established historical pattern. The idea of ratcheting up tensions only to later use them as leverage in future talks and summits, often to secure concessions in exchange for aid. That's all for now. We've been asking you to chime in with suggestions for stories you think your fellow listeners might enjoy, to hit us with your best or worst bad dad jokes, as well as your personal experience with COVID-19, events in your neck of the global woods, or the ongoing protests across the U.S. and the world. Let us know. Tag hashtag Strange Daily on Twitter or reach out to me directly. I'm at Ben Bullen HSW on Twitter or at Ben Bullen on Instagram. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, our research associate, Sam Teagarden, and most importantly, thanks to you. I'm Ben Bullen. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, stay strange. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.